Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hey, welcome back, Will. Another new series we're going to do here on evidence-based management. This time we're going to start with talking about time to market. I'm a professional scrum trainer, professional combat trainer, all the things. My name is Todd Miller, and with me is Will. Also professional scrum trainer, professional Kanban trainer, and all the other things. And um, yeah, Todd, our previous series on evidence-based management um, is over a year old at this point. And um, we continue to get really nice feedback from people on it. We do. We do. It's been a, it's been a, a success, right? Uh, we get a lot of views, get a lot of people that are con uh, contacting us on LinkedIn and by mail and asking us more questions about evidence-based management. So we decided that we would go deeper. We thought that we would, uh, we're going to start with KVAs and really dive deep into the KVAs. Uh, as we mentioned, this series was on time to market. And I don't know where we'll go from there, but have a little bit of fun along the way, hopefully. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continuing measuring as we go. So uh, if, uh, if the viewership of this series is anything like the previous one, uh, we'll continue cranking them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, time, time to market. Todd, what are we talking about when we say time to market? Yeah, let me pull up a screen, Will. <clears throat> so uh, time to market. Uh, as we remember here, if you remember from our original series, the four KVAs, unrealized value, current value, time to market, and ability to innovate. Today's topic is an introduction. We're going to brief on time to market here. And time to market, as defined by the evidence-based management guide, is the organization's ability to quickly deliver new capabilities, services, or products, Right. We have a couple of things we're going to talk about in this series. Here's a couple of things that we may specifically talk about with measurement, aging, cycle time, whip, throughput, right? The flow metrics. And then some things like release frequency, time to learn, who knows what else we'll add in here, Will. Um, but maybe just let's 
focusing up here, I have an under over focusing. We'll have that conversation. But what else do you have to say about time to market just right out of the gate? What are we what are we dealing with here? Oh man, for me, this is, uh, this is where the whole thing starts. Um, right. We, we did, um, we did an, an episode on fixing your metrics a while ago, um, with, uh, with buddy Ryan involved as well. Um, where we talked about the reliability of information, right. And, and time to market really is, um, the, the means by which you see how reliable everything else in your dashboard is. Mm-hmm. Right, how fresh that information is, and if if there's issues with your time to market, that means that whatever you see in terms of ability to innovate or current value is probably not going to be that reliable. So for me, this is really where it starts. Right? Yes, it's the ability to quickly deliver new capabilities, new services, new products, but it's also how fast can we learn and how fast can we react to what we learn. Yeah, I'm putting uh, I'm putting a note down here. This is where it starts. It really does. Um, and you know, in that regard, right? Let's one thing you have to be careful with about time to market is not to lie to yourself, right? Uh, just because something is finished, if it's not shipped, it's not done. And so, what I, we, how many times do we see uh, organizations that view as if they have a good time to market, but it's just sitting in a code repository or it's unshipped to a customer? So I think that um, uh, to, to build on this is where it starts. I'm gonna I'm gonna say don't don't um, don't operate by an illusion, right? Yeah, yeah. The the definition of done on my machine is unfortunately alive and well, and especially if you're in a in a bigger organization where there's a lot of handovers, handing over the work doesn't mean it's done. It's done probably sometime after you hand it over to your customer whether that's an internal customer or an external customer, depending on who you're serving. Um, but indeed, it is it is trickier in practice than you would think to get insight into time to market. It really is. And I think it's because of the way that we're just accustomed to measuring things, right? And time to market, to me, is easy to measure because it's uh, it's just the way that we've done things, right? Now, I say that it's easy to measure, but people are getting it wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, people are really getting it wrong. Uh, so I, an example of this, right. Your velocity, people measure velocity, right. Mm-hmm. You could have really, really, uh, a velocity chart that looks awesome and your time to market stinks. All right. So velocity is no indicator of time to market. Let's be real about it. Right. Yeah. So that's why we, we talk about some things here, how we'll look at aging and we'll talk about release frequency, right. We want to know that it's getting to the customer's hands. Yeah. Just keep 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 yeah, focusing on that, and I don't think we can say that enough, right? No, and I th- I think you're hitting the nail on the head, right? When you when you say it has to get to the customer, um, because it we very deliberately talk about time to market, right? It's not time to deliver or time to done. It's we we talk about this always from the perspective of the customer, Right, not your team, not your department, not your function, not your business unit. No, the customer, whoever's paying you or getting value out of what you deliver, they're going to be the ones that can tell you if they've been waiting for too long for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it it could it could really make all your other KVAs irrelevant <laughs> if you're not getting it to the to the customer. 
So I think that I think that you're 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 to back to your original point. This is where it starts. I think we're 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 kind of zeroing in on that. And it, what's interesting though is um, I put the card on here under and over focusing, right? Uh, because specifically the over focusing aspect of time to market exists a lot. A lot of people uh, are operating by the illusion that the reason behind agile is to get to market faster, to be faster, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's why we have three other KVAs that help balance out our discussions that we're having. Because by over-focusing on time to market, if you're making this a singular focus of what you're measuring and how you're managing and even the way your goals are set, um, you're going to be mistaken, right? Over-focusing causes a lot of problems here when it comes to people's behavior in an office environment, even what your customer uh, could could be getting too many things, because that is a thing that could happen. So uh, undering and over over focusing is something that um, we've seen quite quite a bit here. Yeah, I, I often kind of I like cooking, Todd. So I sometimes compare it to cooking. I have a I have a thermometer, really really good thermometer, uh, measures multiple times a second, gives really accurate readings. And if I'm cooking something, like if I'm making a delicious steak in my oven, I put my thermometer in. Um, it can give me updates multiple times a second on how how warm my steak is getting on the inside, right? So the time to market is really, really fast. Like I'm getting a really frequent readout. But if I don't know the kind of steak I'm cooking and the kind of rareness I want to get at and what my customers like, then I can get as many readouts as I want, but I might still end up with that unholy blasphemy that is a well-done steak. <laughs> Right. And that's to to your point, right? There's you have to measure frequently, right? And the more frequently you 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 measure, right, which is which is your time to market, the more reliable your other data is. But this doesn't tell you anything about value. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that that I think is the problem with with over focusing on this. It this is not about value. This is about reliability of everything else regarding value. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to that point, well, I think it's just to put it simply, you can be delivering very quickly and frequently and your customer's unhappy. Yeah. Right. I, can't, I don't think that we can be uh, um, or, or you could be delivering very frequently and not getting new customers right, or not filling a satisfaction gap. So um, all those things are all, all those things are true. So I think we, there is a cautionary tale here with time to market. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that'll be some of the topics of conversation that we're going to get into into this series. You can see here, these are some things that we anticipate talking about. Um, who knows if we actually will, but this is where we want to go with it. And then we want to talk about how, um, you know, really the format will be talking about a measurement and managing, managing to maybe to, from aspect of aging, like how do you manage that? And then in, when, when to know when to intervene, maybe there's some signals that you could pick up on. And we're going to be doing, I, I think we'll probably do a, a video for each one of these in the future and, and maybe many more. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what the requests are. These are at least the first ones we want to, we want to touch on. And don't worry, while we are going to be talking about uh, key value metrics here, we will make that gap every so often back to our goals, which are of course the core part of EBM. Um, yeah. But I think right now, um, uh, with regards to the introduction, I think we covered it pretty well. There's there's a lot of uh, buyer beware warnings uh, we gave at the start here, um, and I'm I'm kind of raring to get going, Todd. What about you? 
Me too. Yeah. Looking forward to this. Uh, we'll see how this new series goes. Uh, please leave some comments. Let us know uh, what you think, if this is a good direction to go in, if there's any particular questions that you have around time to market. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. We'll see you in the next one. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.